Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStraits.com. Today we have a very special guest with us, Richard Fowler, the head of Collecting Cars Australia. Richard has a wealth of digital media and advertising experience and has worked with the world's best brands such as Dell, HP, Virgin, HSBC and Hyundai. He recently launched Collecting Cars into the Australian market this January with huge success to date. Over his career, he has put his own money on the line, learned fast, failed fast and evolved with the knowledge one can only gain from taking risks both in motorsports and in business. So today we're going to talk to Richard about buying collectible cars as an investment. Good morning, Richard. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So let's dive right in. Uh, what made you, um, like, you know, want to get involved in this venture? Uh, yes, well, it was just a super attractive uh, thing for me when I first when I first saw it. Um, I've, I've had a lifelong passion for for cars and, and bikes and automobiles and anything that sort of moved. Um, and when I saw the when I saw the platform and saw um, how they were curating the cars, uh, I really wanted to be involved with it. And um, it also really, I love the technology behind it. Um, my background's in the, the digital media industry, so I was fascinated by, um, you know, this trend towards uh, buying cars online and buying things sight unseen. I'm the style of person that, you know, is prepared to do that and how, how you build trust with a website uh, to be able to do that. So it just, it was a sort of natural sweet spot for me. Um, and I knew some of the people behind the venture, uh, reached out and um, was able to come to a deal to um, launch and run the Australian business. So it's been around for, um, since January, so it's pretty new, a uh, couple months. So uh, could you tell us about the setup? It's, um, is this a uh, part of a, a global brand you said earlier? Yes, that's right. It's um, the parent company has been going for uh, about two years and in which time they've completely disrupted the, the UK landscape sold sort of 130 million Australian dollars worth of cars um, from the launch of the startup. Um, they're now in, in, in the UK and online space, the biggest uh, specialist auction house in, in the UK. Um, so they've just built this fantastic brand. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's the, the main, the head office. And then uh, as, as their strategies evolve to becoming global, they've launched offices in, in Europe and um, me in Australia, and also about to roll into the US. Alrighty, so uh, how many staff are there and where's your base at? Are you in Western Australia? Yeah, we're, um, the, the, UK guy, uh, the UK guys are all in, in one big office in London, and in here in Australia, we're uh, all based here uh, just outside of Bondi. So we've got uh, uh, three of us in the office here, uh, we've got a couple of remote sales guys, one in um, in Brisbane and one in, in, in Port Macquarie. And, but you know, uh, these days with telephones and Zooms, uh, it's pretty easy to, to stay in touch with anyone anywhere. Alrighty. So um, there must have been a reason for them to want to launch here in January during the pandemic. So is, is Australia seeing a rise in people buying collectible cars as an investment? 
yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're seeing a rise in them buying just for investment. I think we're we're seeing a rise in in people buying them because you know life's too short to drive pouring cars. <laughs> I think that's probably the the key driver. Um, COVID certainly been very friendly to our business, and it was certainly a great timing for us. In you know, in, in one way, in that one of the joys of um, transacting with us at collecting cars is that we don't um, the car doesn't have to leave you. So we are able to send a you know. So the process is if you want to sell the car, uh, we agree a reserve price, and then we send a pro photographer out to you shoot the car. Uh, you fill out a form and then our journalists write the listings send it back to you it approves in seven days it runs on the website if there's a high bidder on your car it reaches the reserve um you know we connect you with the with the winning buyer and they come around and you transact and it's a very simple uh buying process uh, certainly with COVID, um that was great for people, people spending more time online more time maybe consuming their passions um, our site's beautifully curated just around the iconic and the sporting and the collectible cars. Um, and our, our listings are a true photo, you know, photo inspections, uh, 150 plus photos, very well written, very accurately written, tell you about the car, what's been done to the car, the service history of the car, there's photographs of the books, of the documents, of the invoices, um, of all the details of the car to, to allow people to be confident enough to buy it online. And 90% of the people, our, our, our customers, our, our bidders, um, buy the cars sight unseen. Oh, really? So how does the, do they do tests, like if um, a person is interested to buy a car that you've uh, advertised in your website, do they need to go and test drive it, meet the owner? How does it work? No, the, the, there's no there's no requirement for that. We, um, as collecting cars, we um, approve, we, we uh, sorry, we check every car through a, a PPSR, um, you know, a not stolen, not written off mm-hmm. test as part of our, uh, our checks. Um, other than that, you know, we, we try to ensure that, first of all, we're sourcing good cars from, from, from good people. Um, it's still a case of buyer beware, but that said, um, all the information is in the listing. You can ask questions of the sellers via the listing um, through our platform. So any questions, Hey, can you take a photo of the underside and we can upload the photo and um and it's a, the, the listings are detailed enough to give you enough confidence um that you can buy this car but at the same time you can also organize um, an independent inspection so um, if you say i really want to have this car inspected by a third party we just connect you to the the seller organize someone to go and see it and then you can pay a 250 for a, through a third party to have the car inspected all right so once it's like they've um agreed to buy it right how does the exchange take place do you does yep. it change yeah sorry <laughs> i mean sorry i meant like this uh, does the owner send the car to you and then no 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 great, great question no we don't um we uh we just basically introduce you to the to the buyer buy- so the buyer has has bid let's say it's a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars they're the winning bidder we charge the, only a five percent buyer's fee yeah. So we charge the buyer and then the buyer will pay you 100% of the hammer price. So then he comes to you and says, hey, um, you know, I'm the winning bidder on the on the car. You've both been connected and you make your own arrangements for that for that transaction at that time after the after the auction. Which includes the money exchange, uh, the, how much they charge the car for, right? The exchange in uh, money or anything like that. 
Yes, that's right. So if it's a hundred thousand dollar winning bid, um, the the agreement is that you buyer and the seller have to exchange the hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so you will get your cut before the lead, right? Correct. Awesome. At the, so at the time, the time of the winning bid. At the time of the winning. Any cards to buy? There's there's no cost to sell your car mm -hmm. on the platform mm -hmm. other than uh, the cost of the pro photos, which we send send to you, and you pay the photographer directly. Awesome. So how many cars do you have in Australia listed on your website? Uh, right now, today, we have eight uh, live auctions and another seven coming. And we've got, you know, we aim to sort of have between eight and, and ten on the site at a, at a given time. And as we grow, we're obviously hoping to, to catch the UK who have currently got a hundred live auctions on the site. Wow. So how many cars have you sold through the website since January? Uh, so, so far, um, we've sold 60 cars in, in Oz. <laughs> wow, that's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, we're selling um, we're selling, selling lots of cars. We've sold some interesting stuff. Um, we sold a world record uh, Porsche 930 Turbo. For how much? Um, uh, for $410,000. Wow, that's like a house price. <laughs> that's right. It's, um, the, the Turbo is obviously hugely... Um, collectible for Porsche fans, and 1974 was the first year that they actually made uh, the turbo available to the public, and this was like number six car that ever rolled off the line. It was in a very special colour, it had been completely restored by um, some Porsche specialists in Australia, were quite well-known uh, brothers, um, and there was some fierce bidding to try to, some people in the UK wanted it, some Americans wanted it, uh, but the car ended up staying in Australia, but achieving a, a record price. So that was um, a highlight for us in the first couple of months. Yeah, and that we've was... sold some um, some really some really fun stuff, uh, some important racing cars, lots of Porsches. Uh, Porsches are sort of bread and butter of the collector market. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's they're just an amazing thing. They just continue to largely appreciate, and they also I think you know that's a, a key driver back to the COVID thing. People just think, you know what, I've got some money, I'm not going to go on a holiday, I'm going to buy a car, I can enjoy it, I can drive it around, I can go to cars and coffee, I can you know, go for a cruise with my wife, I can go for a cruise by myself on a Sunday morning up the Pacific Highway, um, and then in a, you know, I can tinker on it a little bit, and I can maybe even take it to the track, or whatever I want to do with it, and then in a couple of years, you know, potentially, you know, sell it for what you bought it for or even make a make a buck you know that's i think a big driver um people collecting but to to really uh, drive the cars and enjoy the cars is what we're what we're seeing lots more events popping up in the sort of car scene um and getting more and more arguably sort of sophisticated and enjoyable as they and you know the, in terms of the options of you know driving to somewhere beautiful for lunch and mm -hmm. then you know doing a doing an event and um, I think you're seeing a lot of that growth in car clubs um, is, is driving it. Awesome. So we'll just go to the um, nitty gritty of buying a collectible. Could you give some tips um, like what should you look for in a collectible car to make sure that you're not you're buying the best one? Good, good questions. Um, firstly, what the, the, the sort of pure pure collector looks for is uh, low kilometers, 100% originality. Uh, so you know, no no modifications done to the car. Um, interesting colours, interesting spec. So in the case of a Porsche, you know they have anniversary editions, so that type of thing, limited editions, uh, small runs, 
and then of course anything that's got an interesting provenance or, or, or story so uh, something that's owned by a rock star or a celebrity uh, something a car that was in a film um you know a car that is in terms of competition cars something that won, won a big race like a you know, little mon 24 hour or um, an australian race or was owned by someone special those type of things are the the key things to look out for as collector and then just something that's been well loved and then um there's obviously guys that and, and girls um their their passion is, is cars restoring them keeping them uh looking after them so anything that's been well looked after by someone that really loves a car you know those are good cars to buy even if they've had maybe some some more kilometers on them but you know we're a good just a good thing, you know, have a good history, service history, good, good, good receipts. That's the style of thing to look for. And that, that's all the stuff that's available uh, publicly on our, on our site that we, that's part of our, our style and formula is to, to give as much of that information to the, uh, to the potential dealers as possible. So why would someone like go with your site to buy a car as opposed to going in person? Uh, just, I think it's, first of all, it's the curation. Um, uh, firstly, there's no there's no haggle. The price is the price. Um, you know the bid, bidding, the bidding part of it makes it pretty easy to sort of opt in or opt out to know. You know you're not having to, you're not being sold to by a dealer or pushed into anything that you don't want to you don't want to do. Um, it's it's easy, and um, I think obviously the price the price is pretty fair when it's at a um, an auction. An auction style. Do you tell the sellers up front if they're going, they're pricing it too high, or do you like advise them on how to price the thing? We we try to. Um, we obviously try to be realistic, and we certainly don't take cars where um, you know sellers are think that they're worth X, and they're just not going to achieve that, and it's just a waste of everybody's time. Mm -hmm. and you just can't tell them otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, yes, we, we we try to be realistic and flexible with the bids it's still an auction we, we're, i'd say we're achieving you know high wholesale to you know you know low retail pricing people still want a bit of a bargain but again the special cars you only need two people to compete over them and they'll still fetch really good money so um it's it's interesting awesome what about if uh, has there anyone um uh, bid for the car successful and su successfully got the car um, but the deal fell through like for some reason they didn't go ahead um, we had had one case of someone that the, the car wasn't as described and we came to an agreement pretty quickly people returned the money the phone sort of swapped the money back um, the current point it was over some, some some figures from a third party and we just asked them to go and get it you know independently done and um, that was the only problem we really had so far. Most people are pretty, pretty honest. We obviously also dealing with this. Lots of dealers trading on the platform as well. Um, lots of car dealers, so it's good for them. They um, they can get interesting special cars, maybe get some more some more money from them um, than in other things, and also maybe turn over some things. Um, yeah. So tell me about cars as an investment, because this country is crazy about houses. Like they go all all out to get their first home. What about like you know? Uh, and this is the first time someone is coming up with cars as a, an investment. So how does one make money with a car? Uh, look, I mean, it's been, it's, we tend not to talk about it too much at, at collecting cars, but it's only, I think, a, a small portion of our, our market that really is buying them to make dough. I think the rest of them are just doing it for, for enjoyment. Um, how do you do it is like, you know, like we, we talked about, there are guys that will buy certain cars with low kilometers and pop them in sheds for 10, 15 years and roll out a collection and those cars will become 
become very valuable. So that's that's one way of doing it. Um, we're not certainly the first to, to do anything involved with investing in in cars. We don't give investment advice around um, you know what decisions to make. We just present the cars and people can do with them as they as they choose. But um, you know, there's it's it's really about finding good cars and looking after them. Um, and there are special cars that have over time appreciated and the Porsches are a, a case in point. The famous car is the Porsche 911 um, 1973 RS, which is now, you know, a million dollar to $3 million plus car. And what we've seen in the Porsche market is that halo, that car has just become a collector's thing. And as, as the years have gone on, it's continued to make money and, and build. And then as a result of that, the cars that are around it, um, vintage wise and time wise, line so you know 74 and 75 models with a similar spec you know really grew in price and then we saw a big boom in the whole uh, 70s Porsches and 80s Porsches really went up in value um, and it's like houses because they're not making any more of them oh, yeah. you know they're only made a thousand Porsches of this model or 150 of this model or 700 of this model and it's on a global scale um, and Australia is also very attractive to to buyers and collectors uh, because our cars are pretty dry over here um, in the UK the roads are icy and you know they they put salt on the roads over there so there's this thing if if, if you have exactly the same car and one's a British import one's a Australian-delivered car the British import will probably achieve about 20 or 30 percent less even though it's the same car because the collector the, the, the real collector pure collector is worried that it could be salt affected and therefore might be a bit more rusty Alrighty, that's interesting. So the flip side of that is generally Aussie cars are well look, looked upon um, from a global perspective. So we're also seeing lots of our cars here sell back to the UK on our platform. We're the only ones um, that can offer the, a true global platform. Um, so Range Rovers, for example, we sold a Range Rover for $70,000, $78,000. It went back to the UK. I mean, it was made in the UK. If it's sold in Australia, it's been shipped back to the UK. Uh, it was beautifully restored and somebody's... Um, you know, it's been in the, was outside of Adelaide and, you know, never seen rain, basically. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, that's what's happening. But, um, you know, there are people that exist solely to, solely to collect and invest, but there's a lot more of it around also just the, you know, the pub conversations. Um, you know, you talk about property in Australia being, uh, you know, just one of the things we talk about in Oz. I, I found it's crap. The car things creeping more and more into that pub style conversation, like shares. Uh -huh. Maybe did years ago when Telstra, you know, every mum and dad had a Telstra, and everyone kind of became attracted to the share market. Yeah. I think we're seeing a bit of that with the cars. It's like, oh, you know, I've got a house here, and I invest in property there, and you know, just picked up some afterpay shares, and they've done really well. And what do you think of this? And oh, well, actually, I bought a, a Porsche five years ago for a hundred k, and. Um, you know, now it's worth, uh, I just sold it for 250 and, oh, you know, I've got to get a piece of that. And, um, and then, of course, they talk about all the lifestyle around. You can touch it. You can feel it. Mm. It's not like some shares are sitting in your bank account or an investment property that you, you know. And let's be real as well. I mean, it costs money to have an investment property, uh, to pay strata fees and, you know, the freak breaks down and, and all that kind of stuff, just like it, it is with a, uh, with a car. It needs an oil change. It needs some new tyres. It, it needs, you know, a bit of attention. Um, but you at least get the thrill of, um, you know, driving it, enjoying it, you know, being involved with family or, or clubs or the, or the car community. Um, we, we run an event now called Collecting Cars Auto Brunch, uh, the first Sunday of the month at Sinai Showground. And it's free to attend. The 
cars and stars, and it's run in, in the partnership with the North Shore Sporting Car Club. And you know, we're just seeing lots of lots of people, really interesting cars, different cars. And it's not about expensive cars either. It's about um, you know a style of car. We've we talked about the most expensive one, one of the cheapest cars we sold, but the most fun was a, a twelve thousand dollar Toyota Corolla. Wow. Um, well, we did it a collectible because it's what we thought is um, granny spec. Granny spec being this thing's thirty five years old. It had like you know thirty thousand kilometers on it, um, and it was just as it rolled off the showroom floor. You know, the original clock, original stereo. You know, the little wiry steering wheel, all the seats original, just beautifully kept car. Um, and you know, we're seeing, we're seeing people do that. Um, you know, why not have a, have a fun car? It's like jumping into a time machine, go to a little event, have a coffee, have a chat with some people. Um, and that's the sort of, you know, that's what we encourage at our events is, is just sort of diversity and um, that, you know, just the passion for, for, for driving and collecting. Awesome. So, like houses, how do the cars get valued before they are sold? Uh, well, there's we, we obviously help with, with we're not a valuations company. We don't you know have people just ring us up and ask for for valuations. But there's a couple of ways. There's first of all, there's all the online uh, data, so you can go to you know companies like Redbook, um, .com.au, put your D, um, you know pay pay a fee, and you can search a whole lot of cars. Uh, right down to a year model and it'll you know it's taken all the data from car sales which own that and uh, give you an average kind of you know sale price um then there's you know we've got some people to connect to the business um in the industry that we use to help uh, value the cars and then there's lots of other sort of publicly available uh, things and you can see cars also get valued on what people see them in, in car sales for so if you take about you know 30 to 50 percent off the price of any of any of what people advertise them for mm -hmm. that'll give you a, an idea of the products awesome so what cars um, i mean the who are the buyers are these all baby boomers i'm sure it's not millennials no absolutely it is millennials <laughs> oh really um, yeah well they're much more comfy transing transacting online it's, it's actually everybody it's quite broad but we're also seeing more millennials and and, and young young people participate in the in the platform because like all of us, it's the cars that you have on your bedroom wall mm -hmm. or that you you know wanted when you were that age that now maybe you're in your you know your late late twenties, thirties that you can maybe start to afford. Um, and they're just used to transacting online. We're seeing a big boom in the um, the Japanese uh, market, what they call you know JDM, yeah. sort of performance Japanese cars, um, Subaru WRXs, Lancers, um, you know hot Hondas, um, this type of stuff. From you know from the mid '90s to early 2000s, mm -hmm. that's really uh, gaining in price. We sold uh, for eighty-six thousand. We sold a, a Subaru Impreza STI with it only had six thousand kilometers on the clock. So you know what's that? It's a 16, 17 year old car. Wow. And, you know, I know I know for a fact that was bought by a, a young tech entrepreneur really? um, in in his late twenties. So there, yeah, we're we're creeping into the into the millennials. It's for everybody. Awesome. So, do you see a threat uh, with the new um, electric cars that's coming out, or not? <laughs> no, it's a great question. Um, I actually again see it as um, really beneficial for our for our business. I think that quite clearly the days of analog, you know, fossil fuel burning, big engines, exciting engines. 
um, you know, internal combustion engines is going to end, and you know, and the Porsches of the world are going to stop making those style of cars. So again, I think they're just going to continue to be more attractive um, for for collectors because, you know, the last time Porsche makes a, you know, a, a purely uh, combustion engine, that's going to be a collector car, right? Mm -hmm. um, just like the last air cooled one or the last water cooled one, you know, there. Um, and and people will still seek those experiences, like they've always sort of sought out, you know, that the joy of having something a bit older or you know of a certain era or that has a certain feel cars really do have a have a feel on the flip of that is that um there's some really exciting electric products that are going to come out and absolutely um a new generation um will be won over by them and an old generation um who just love you know going fast and speed and when they start making some mad electric stuff we'll be absolutely um encouraging people to consign them and sell them through us Awesome. So finally, Richard, what kind of cars do Australians like to collect? Uh -huh, good question. I think that there's a couple of different kinds of collectors in Australia. There's definitely uh, what we call, you know, the mad, keen, um, you know, the, the Australian, the collector of Australian cars, the guys that like the Holdens, the Fords, anything that was sort of made in Australia, raced in Australia. Um, that's that's one one style of collector, um, and then there's probably you know a collector that likes the more prestige stuff, the more European stuff, maybe the quirkier stuff, um, and maybe you know stuff from from more global brands. Um, and we're we're probably steering towards the second part of it. We will have some some good Aussie stuff on there, but um, that market's pretty well taken care of a lot in, in Australia. But um, Quite clearly, there are a lot of collectors out there that have um, these border tastes and like the Ferraris and Porsches of the world. So um, that's that's who we're we're selling to. But Aussies are an eclectic bunch, like anything. You you find the most amazing collections out there, um, and here in Osborne, you can see on the side at the moment we have one called the Leonard Collection. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a series of thirty-four Porsches in it um, out of the UK. We hope to have some collections like that coming in Australia. But people collect all sorts of things. Um, Collect all Australian stuff, or Holdens, or all Land Cruisers, or um, you know, people will have you know a big Ferrari collection or an Italian collection. Everyone's, you know, uh, every every collector's unique. But you mentioned just now that um, people like Porsches, right? The most. Uh, I'd I'd say so because uh, at the end of the day, they have the reputation they do because they're they're still just a great car. At the end of the day, it's something that you can still daily drive. You know, has said that they just keep appreciating. They're not making any more of them. Certain models are still reasonably limited, and they're they're just great. They're just great things. So they'll always be attractive. Awesome. So alrighty, that's all we have the time for today. Thank you so much for joining us, Richard. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Thank it's great you. To be on the uh, daily straight. <laughs> Thank you.